Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Empty Opinions Podcast with your host, Eladio Polanco. That is I. This is episode 195. For this episode, I have musician and visual artist Ren Cinema back on the podcast to talk about why we care about the word legacy and what it entails. Polyamory, something we get into because Ren has been flirting with it. The movie, The Menu, we get into like a 25-minute debate about it, which is fun. Did not see that coming, but... Uh, and much more. There's a lot more on top of also us discussing Ren's latest project that he put out. Songs I Got Forced to Do, The 4-Pack, which you can stream now on Spotify and Apple Music. You can check out the links for that below, as well as follow him on Instagram to see everything that he's been doing. Also follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd at ELADIOTalks. And uh, if you would like to watch this episode, not this part, this part is exclusive to the audio, but if you want to watch the interview, the link for the YouTube channel is down below as well in the description of this here audio app. Um, outside of that, I guess I want to do a little bit of some, some updates. For one, the empty network is over. It's done. It's back to empty opinions because I do not have time to run a fucking network when I'm also working uh, inside of the potty mouth universe, which is, uh, you know, listen to this while you shit the other podcasts that I do on the side. Uh, yeah, I simply don't have time. I, I try, I, I've been thinking like maybe I could do a reaction video here and there. I try to write a blog, Don Tolliver, uh, do a review for that. Didn't work. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me just wrap it up. And also there might be a network that I may join later on. Who knows? Uh, if you are listening to this and you listen to the listen to this while you shit podcast, that was a lot of listens. That was like three listens back to back. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, but you know, I'm not going to reveal it because I feel like it should be a bigger deal than what Tom has made. <laughs> uh, it hasn't been an official. I mean, once the, the, his network starts, gets up and running, um, I'm sure there'll be more important announcements, but, uh, yeah, the empty network is over now. It's just, uh, like a landing page. Like, you know, those link in bio pages, I have one that I'm paying $15 a month for, which is ultimately cheaper than the website. So even, it, it, I mean, it's $10 cheaper, but it's still cheaper. So it's me doing a downgrade for, cause you know, who fucking cares about websites anymore? Yeah. Like nobody cares. Uh, speaking of that, I got to make sure I'm going to do it right now while I'm talking. I want to make sure that emptyopinions.com uh, redirects to the new website because uh, that is the domain that I have and it's been longer than 30 minutes. So this shit better work. It's taking a while to go. Maybe I fucked up the di- redirection. Who knows, man? Um, all right. While well, that's loading. Do you have a new uh, landing page? S H O R dot B Y slash empty opinions to go check it out. I like the aesthetics of it. I like the rounded fucking squares and buttons and, you know, it looks cool. It looks clean. It looks like something Apple would do. So I'm excited for that. Uh, you can check that out if you go to that website I just mentioned, but yeah, empty network is done focusing on these episodes. I know it's been a while since I put up an episode has been two weeks which is what the description of this podcast says. It says a uh, new episode every two weeks. Um, But I don't know if I want to keep it like that. Honestly, I don't want to schedule because I think that goes into the idea of content versus art. 
you can't really force art. And I'm not you. I consider these episodes art. I consider this podcast art. At least that's what I want to do with it. But. Yeah, like content makes it so that you're like. I don't know. You have to. Put it out every time at the same time. Damn, the redirection is not working. If you put emptyopinions.com, it is not redirect to uh, the new landing page I have. I got to fix that later. Um, but yeah, so me like giving it some time before I start working on them. Because then you, I get to the editing part and I'm excited to do it. And then I listen to the episode and I edit it. And I'm like, this is a fucking great episode. That That goes with this. Like the topics that we talk on this, to me, felt very much what I love about this platform. Like just, you know, talking about, let me go exactly like, you know, we get into legacy and that, that was a pretty good discussion. Mortality, you know, like radical intimacy, polyamory. Like I said, I like it. It, it got pretty deep there in the middle. So I appreciated that. Also, if you go to the YouTube channel, you'll see there's a new thumbnail for the videos. Uh, me trying to make it more YouTube friendly, trying to ignore Trying to play by YouTube's rules, because I've realized even if you do a podcast on YouTube, you still have to treat it like a YouTube video in terms of the title and uh, thumbnail. The title on YouTube is Legacy, colon, is it worth it? And this is pretty, you know, in, if you look at the thumbnail and shit, you wouldn't know that it was a podcast, which is what YouTube wants you to do. So I'm excited. I like the new direction I'm going with this podcast, a.k.a. not being a network and just focusing on the episodes themselves. Um... I did housekeeping already. Uh, next episode, I already recorded it. It's going to be with Cameo. Cameo is going to be back next time I drop. When is that going to be? Who knows? I just said I don't want to treat this shit like content. Um. So, yeah. I, I'm trying to think if I have anything else. No. Brain is kind of empty right now. Also, I have to go record. Uh, listen to this while you shit content right now. So. I guess I might as well keep this short and sweet. Oh, also, there's not going to be like me talking at the end of this episode. It's all up front, baby. Once the interview's done, it is over. No reason for me to do that. It was unnecessary. I could just talk about whatever I want to talk about right now. Are there any pop culture topics that I want to talk about? No, I don't think so. Um, oh, I guess I could talk about Swarm, the, the Donald Glover show on Amazon Prime. I've seen the first episode. I'm going to finish it. But obviously everybody's talking about it because Chloe Bailey getting his, her getting her fucking cheeks clapped. The beginning of the, the first, like, the second scene of the show is her getting fucked by Damson Idris. Not actually. There was, like, a stress ball in between them that you couldn't tell because of movie magic. But uh, And I did tweet out. I was just like, you know, Chloe Bailey should stick to acting if she wants sex appeal. Because she, that, that I mean, as a guy, you see... Chloe Bailey's ass moving like that. Her cleeks. Oh, God, I keep wanting to say cleeks. It's cheeks clapping. You see that and you're like, yeah, okay. It, it does something for me. So she should stick to acting for that. But in general, about the show, I love the editing. It's very like a avant-garde. Avant-garde is how you pronounce it. Uh, like experimental, like modern. It, it was really interesting because they go through the beats of like a typical pilot goes through. But in a very unorthodox way. And I could see the moments where it was like, feel like some scenes are missing. Some scenes are way too short. Some scenes are really long. It's interesting for a 35-minute show. Um, they go through a lot of crazy shit in the first episode. It rushes really quickly. But 
you know, it's one of those shows where it's weird, so it's gonna fly by. Um, and it's part of the pacing of it. You're supposed to stay on your toes. Also, the Nyjah kind of character that's in the show, they put out an EP with her music. It was okay. I liked one song. I didn't even like the the Childish Camino song. It has a fucking kazooie fucking sound effect that I hate. I didn't like it. But yeah, that's the show that I'm going to be watching until Succession comes back. What is it? What what day officially? It's uh, Sunday 26th. The show comes back in March. And I think I'm going to do after shows on this year audio platform on this RSS feed. So stick out, you know, stay tuned for that. It's not going to be videos. It's going to be me talking like this about what just happened. I may call friends. I may not. But that is going to be fun. All right. I don't think I have anything else. Let's just get into this rent episode. It's great. I start off uh, discussing the greatness of Owl City. It's a great episode, guys. Also, just a little inside baseball here on the YouTube video. I was fully expecting it to be like copyright, like copywritten, like there was going to be a copyright strike on it. And it wasn't. So that makes me like Owl City even more. The fact that I played this whole fucking song damn near and it didn't get a copyright strike. Also, I played a trailer and it also did. It It was clean as a whistle. I was so excited. I couldn't believe it. Anyways, let's just get started with this conversation. Ren Cinema, episode 194. Oh, 195, not 194. Let me take that from the top. Ren Cinema, episode 195. Let's go. Here's how I want to start. This is a weird way to start, but do you guys know about Owl City? Owl. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. Right. So the Firefly guy, right? So recently, I think he's taken. Hold on. I got to go to his actual page to see because I think he took a break from music for a while. Like, obviously, everybody knows him from Fireflies. Mm. We all remember that shit from our childhood. When I believe that yeah. shit. <laughs> Everybody knows that song. I think that was out of his album, The Midsummer Station, in 2012. He dropped two other albums after that, 2015 and 2018. So usually it takes about three years to drop music. But after 2018, he took like a five-year like break of music. And, I, and, and the reason I'm doing a deep dive on Owl City is because he's coming back. He's dropped a couple of singles recently. Mm-hmm. And it turns out... Like, I know him from out from Fireflies. It's like almost like a meme song at this point, yeah. right? It's like, it's funny, but it's like nostalgic. But it's, yeah, like it hits the heart, bro. It like, does. I hear, I hear that boop, 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 boop getting different. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> boop, 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 boop. yeah, that. Yeah, you hear that, and then and you're like, okay, I remember this from a child, but you can't really judge it objectively. Mm. But turns out, like, he actually makes great music. And I just want to play you guys this song he just dropped. Yeah, that, that, put me literally on to that yesterday. Owl City, bro. Listen to listen you, to you, this. You, listen to you current day Owl City. And don't judge the beginning. Wait until the beat drops. I got a cheap flight and a plan. Right? So this so sounds very like, like middle school again. Like, right? Just wait until the beat drops so you'll see what I'm talking about. Let me button the show. Let me get this whole shit away. Yeah, it sounds like <laughs> this is straight out of the Little Mermaid so soundtrack. This does get a little mermaid. Yeah, for sure. Like Sebastian's dancing. Oh Vitamin C. It's weird. It's like it's like a it's like kind of rocky too. That's what caught me out. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I was ready for the electronic synth and it just it just started getting live out of nowhere. 
I wish I didn't know who AJR was. <laughs> I can hear that. So I'm like, but you listen. So and also, all his songs are like five minutes long, and they go through like four different beat changes. Oh damn! It, it's like some of the most complex Wait, so music song, I've ever heard. It keeps evolving after that. At this, I, I gotta wait until like there's. Yes, it does. So. Wait, hold on. What the, Let me, fuck? Uh, what the fuck? That's crazy. Yo, so it goes from this, right? And now it drops into this. All of a sudden, it turns into like a crazy tropical fucking. Right? Now I'm just really on the island real quick. Not for real. I don't like AJR though. <laughs> yeah, let's not use that comparison. Oh shit. I went until the beat drops again to stop this madness, this Owl City madness. But it's so crazy. I just feel like I'm watching the opening of a Disney movie right now. And it's like I'm, I'm going through different parts of their life to establish the plot. This is what I'm saying. It feels like this is a full Disney Channel original movie. Oh my god, yeah. It really does. It's trying to get tapped in again, bro. Yeah, and now it's about to. Money. And now it's about to drop like crazy. This is insane. Hold on, I got. <laughs> no, right? I'm just saying, this is multiple songs in one song, bro. This is what I'm saying. So, bro, listening to this blew my fucking mind. I'm like, cause I thought I was said he just makes like, you know, like synthy pop. Mm. That's what I figured. And then I listen to this. It's like five different songs in one, and I'm like. Some of the most like complex musical composition I've heard in a while, that and I'm like, like, what? Out of all people, Owl City's the one dropping bangers. <laughs> I just wanted to start it that way because I heard that song yesterday, and I was just like, since when does he actually make great music? Like, I, 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 I saw his name, I saw he was dropping music, and I was just like, uh, this will be funny. Let me see what this sounds like, <laughs> and it actually blew my fucking mind. Yeah, um, I was a firefly anyways. nigga from the rip. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe he's always had good music. Um, Ren, you dropped a four pack on yes. your birthday, right? On my birthday. Why yeah. did you do that? Also, why is that called songs that I got forced to do? Um, so <laughs> I dropped it on my birthday because I I did it my, on my birthday last year. I dropped another two pack called Breaking News. So I was okay. like, I kind of want to just keep doing like a dropping on my birthday, and I'd also like not dropping on Fridays. So like. I've been fucking with that recently. So like dropping on days that are like are meaningful, at least to me. Yeah. It's like throughout the week. It's like, fuck it. We ball. But um, it's called songs I got forced to do because it's like ongoing. Like I feel like when I first like I think I, I talked about this before when last time I was on the podcast, not fully, but like I was a part of the band Jada Faye. Yes. I was doing that. Yes. A lot of that for me when I was a young boy was like I wanted to do music and I wanted to really pursue like drumming and shit like that. But at a certain point, it turned to like, oh, like this is going to be like something that we do to make like money. Like they see this as like right. uh, uh, something that people can make money from and they would invest time into. So when I was like 11 to like maybe 
11 to 17, because that's when I like officially started leaving the band. That's like around the time where we were like trying to do more interviews, trying to go and do like concerts, performances, stuff. And we're all playing like types of music that we don't really resonate with. Like, mm. like we resonate to it because we know how to play it, but we don't resonate to it. Like it doesn't speak to us. It's more of just like we were like a cover band for like old niggas. Like we were the band where you would hire kids to play like the maze and be like, before I let go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that would be us. And we'll have like some original songs, but like you could tell that they were written by like older ass niggas right. who are like, okay, like, yeah. let's get these kids to make a song about uh, this Bible verse. Yeah. And be like, oh yeah. <laughs> like, that's cool. Yeah, bro. You guys were making music about Bible verses? It, was, it didn't come out, but there was one song called, um, it was called Fearless. Um, the only song that JDFA actually released was called Electric, which I helped write, and we got a production from somebody else. I forgot, but like, okay. I, me and my brother and the singer Ralph, we like wrote that joint. But like all of our older music when we were still young bulls that didn't come out on platforms, it was like this one song we called. It was called Fearless, and it was like the first line was from the Bible. I think it was like, um, fucking like, there's no fear in love because perfect love removes all fear. Something around those okay. lines. Okay, I like that. That sounds pretty good. No, it was a good line. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, that's he, a good he line. Kind of spazzing. Yeah, it's it just was. like it's just like at least for me, like or at least us when we listen to it as kids, it was just like, all right, like, sure, this was this cool. Like honestly, like around the time I was doing drumming and doing that shit, I would want to make like fucking. I would like to drum for like anime intros and outros and shit. Mm, like that was like okay. my fucking life. Like how I would want to move. Right. So it was like, I just, oh, you found the song? Crazy. Okay. Like, there's also like stuff on YouTube and shit. But long story short, I was in, I was playing the instrument and being in the field for longer than I, I really wanted to do. Like, I didn't want to be a drummer in that band for a long time. I didn't feel okay. like that was a reflection of who I was as an artist, as well as just like something I just didn't really, I just, I didn't want to, I didn't give it my all. I didn't feel like it was my all. But like, since I was a young bull, and like my parents see that as like, oh yeah, like we wanna like be mindful of his future and shit. They like really pushed us to that avenue to the point where it was like, bro, like when I was like, yo, I don't wanna play the drums no more. My dad was like, No, you're just you're gonna keep <laughs> oh, playing. Oh yeah, I remember drums. this. I'm you like, told oh. me about this, yeah. I was just like, What? I'm just like, No, you're just gonna keep doing this shit, bro. It was <laughs> <Yeah>. Like <laughs> I'm just like, are okay. <laughs> like I was just I was just yeah. that would be me. Like I would be every time we perform, like I'll be the drummer hitting all the drums and riffs, but you can see on my face is like I don't want to be here. Like mm. I'll cut the smile on for like the show, yeah. but like like before and after, I'm just like, bro, like I don't know, like I don't want to do this shit for real. Like it's fun. I love performing. I've always loved performing, but it just felt like I wasn't performing for me. I felt like I was performing for somebody else, right? And I never liked how that made me feel, and that's why I try to strive to make my music feel like the most myself now because I felt like I was in an environment where I was able to create, but I wasn't able to create what I wanted to create. Right, right. So like. The songs that came out weren't songs that I were forced to do, but there were songs I got forced to do. Got it. And that's wow, that's crazy. You tied it back because I'd totally forgotten what I'd asked you. <laughs> uh, but that makes sense. Okay, that's actually a very thorough answer to that question. Mm. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, because so, now I'm just thinking about Jada Feet as a band because I had mm. Menu Edge and A. Mm, on the yeah. podcast and she called you on the episode i don't know if you remember no that. i do remember that yeah yeah she called you in the episode and we we're talking about a possible reunion mm. uh it clearly doesn't sound like it's gonna happen <laughs> sounds like you hated your time there Bro, all right all right, uh, all right. Awesome, <laughs> awesome real shit though because i was i feel like a lot of it came from like me i was really just young and angsty and i just felt yeah. like i was being put in a position where i felt like i couldn't leave so i just really was rebellious now i have a better relationship with the drums like low-key if, if we did like an actual jada fate reunion 
and it was like niggas coming in. I'll I'll play for the one time. I'll do for the one That'll time. That'll be a cool a one time show. For the one time. Yo, one one it. period. <laughs> series one time. Yo, the one time show? I feel like that will sell tickets. That's 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 my point, nigga. My life is weird. I'm yeah. like, I mean, that's why one of the songs on the project when I was like in fucking outside, I was like, um, and I remember back in high school, I was so sober, wishing I could escape from that shit. On oh, my mama, my papa was drilling the shit. All the drama I got cut up, acted with the band and the gang. But after retirement, I was rehired to rap and start fucking with shit. <laughs> like I'm like, yo, like I, this is my second music career. Right. It's kind of crazy. That is kind of crazy. I, the one time show I think would sell tickets. Who are the people in the band? Like, can we All go right. through every single member? Yes, we can. Okay. So we got the band leader, who is my brother, my twin brother, Darius Soraya. Okay. He played guitar and he also helped lead the band. Um, after the teachers got older and kind of was like, and he just he just held the whole shit down. He's he's that nigga. We got Q. Oh, he goes by Kenshin now as a rapper. He's a bass player. Okay. Um, he they also there's also some members from Jada Fate who are in a band that's active right now called Friends of the Family. Okay. And some of those some some niggas were from Jada Fate that were in Friends of the Family. So got Q, it. the bass player, Ralph, the singer. He was a singer for Jada Fate. Um, Akil was the guitarist for Jada Fate for a little bit of time, but I wasn't drumming. Around the time a kill came to play guitar, got it. And the drummer, he was my replacement drummer, uh, Mikey, who's a talented. That nigga's better than me mm. it, by times five. He's amazing. Wow. And um, Elijah on the keys, he plays piano. Shout out my nigga Elijah. Um, there used to be a, a guitar player named PT. His name was Isaiah. He's a close friend of mine. He used to play guitar. And then his cousin sung for us, named Nate Jade, which was like around the time we actually thought of the name to do the Jade of Fate and shit. Got it. And then Minuet. Um, and then. Was another singer but like i was i forgot their name honestly. were you the one who broke up the band no no there was <laughs> niggas who all right all right there was niggas who left the band okay before so i like, left the okay, band got, but okay, a lot okay. of niggas say that when i left the band that was the beginning of the uh, end that's what i'm trying to get yeah, it sounds like, like you broke it bro because like i didn't because it, it was really it was because <laughs> it was me and my brother like yeah because that's how it started so it was me and darius like guitar drummer guitarist drummer and then it's like we added more people on top of that so it just like build and formed of right, more right. people so it was like once i once i just left out it was like all right like i don't know like that's like one of the foundational pieces that are gone yeah and it could they definitely still was holding it down and doing shit but like i i guess that's like the morale was different because it's like now you're working with new musicians like people mm. that you've grown like a banter for for like years and now you're right like freestyling with other musicians and stuff like it, you can feel the change in time like there was a shift in yeah aesthetic and like how they operate and shit okay that makes sense so if there was one person that would be able to get everybody back together for one show sounds like it would be you yeah or i feel like it would be like me and darius so we'll make like one yeah. big ass like group chat be like it's time I guess. <laughs> Yo, it's time <laughs> period gear. we gotta do this shit yeah that that, that, that that's so funny <laughs> and then that's a cover of the single that comes out mm. um just the fucking group just, chat. It's, <laughs> yeah just the one text it's time um <laughs> So you mentioned you kind of because you were forced to keep drumming, you mm -hmm. stopped liking drumming. Mm -hmm. But then you, I was gonna ask you this question. You kind of said as much mm -hmm. that you've gotten to you start to like drumming again. Yeah, I've been okay. I've been fucking with that more. Well, like I've been I don't have a drum set near me as often as I used to because like my dad has a different crib now, so the drums are at a different crib that I'm at. But like when I go to UART, like they have drum sets and shit, and like sometimes people will leave like cymbals and snares or like. Uh, I've been hanging out with this guy named David Scott and the band called The Woodshed, and like they'll ask me to like come and do jam sessions with them. So like 
I'll like rap and like while they play and then like I'll talk to Dan the drummer so I'll be like he'll play a drum and like I'll play a drum for the one time because gotta be like oh you got a whole drum set like let me see let me get my yeah. me bust the, bust yeah. my ankles off and shit like hit a That's little da 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 yeah but like I fuck with it. it it's just it's just artistic expression I can't I can't knock artistic expression I feel like just because the history that I had with it doesn't affect the amount of joy that I still still have currently like playing it and like using it. Cause I love percussion. Like right. I'm, I, at least when I produce, I put all my effort into the drums. Um, I put all my ears and focus into the drums. So it's, it's really hard for me to be like, so drummer focused, but then also just like hate that shit. Like it clicked on my brain. It's like, that didn't, that doesn't make sense to me. Hmm. Okay. That, okay. That's good. Cause that, that's usually that I, I like, I like to hear you that you're still in touch with that because that's usually what happens. If you love something and you're forced to do it against your will, then you grow resentment towards it. Mm -hmm. Like it reminds you even just touching whatever it is you were doing. Like, let's say the fucking drumsticks or whatever you, you, you get reminded of like the memory, bad memories that are attached to it. Mm -hmm. Have you seen the movie whiplash? Oh my God, nigga. I'm, oh my I'm shocked God. you haven't talked about I it. I watched whiplash with my dad. Really? I watched whiplash with my dad. And it was that's so crazy. fucking wild. Cause yeah. whole time I was like, yeah, it's too familiar. <laughs> I was like, "This is crazy." Yeah, that's he wasn't one... he wasn't throwing symbols at my head. Let me <laughs> let me preface that like he wasn't throwing symbols at my head, but yeah. it'll definitely be like you're not practicing. Okay, I'll I'll spank you or like mm. or like you're not practicing. It's like all right, like let me um. It wasn't like damn. I'm trying like how do I say this without making my dad feel like it a bit. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, uh, like in the best light possible in yeah, the yeah. in the best light possible uh -huh. he would just be like nah bro like he he knew that i didn't like to practice so he used it as a form of punishment where like he would be like oh i know that he doesn't want to do the rap he, i know he doesn't want to do the drum and shit so oh, it's interesting like, like if you didn't practice an hour today that means the next day you practice for two hours right, because you're right. gonna get that hour or like it, or like there'll be days where i'll rebel and i won't practice for three days or four days and then it leads to me being in my basement practicing for like four hours five yeah. hours Interesting. And so you saw Wayplash, you were like, shit. This I was is like, shit. And that, I felt that because I'm like, it's like, why do I want to impress this nigga so bad? Mm, you know what I mean? Like, why do I want the approval of this nigga yeah, so bad? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I, I'm surprised I didn't bring up Wayplash last episode because that is one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm. And you are a drummer. So I feel like that, that should have been just a natural question. But that movie does right. That's one of my favorite movies of all time because, because it always gets me hyped with the ending. Mm -hmm. movie came out a long time ago spoiler alert i want to tell you what the ending is all spoiler um is the the solo at the end where mm -hmm. you, you kind of like you can interpret it as he's finally become the best mm -hmm. or one of the best like he finally achieves it and i always saw the ending as a good ending i thought it was a happy ending it was like, oh finally he accomplished what he wanted but the more i think about that ending the more it's like well, at what cost? That's how I be feeling too. Like I, I love watching the ending because it's like from the character's perspective, it's like it's such a overcome. Like it's like it's like like a finally like fuck you. Like I finally show to you that I yeah. am great. But then it's like you you remember the whole movie and it's just like I don't know. Like man's got in a car accident. Man's <laughs> yeah. was yelling at his girl. Man's yeah. was yelling at everybody. It's like you all the things you sacrifice from yourself just to get the approval of another person. Yeah, and it's like you do it and it's like fire. And it's like you're also at a certain point doing it for yourself because you want to do it or you want to feel like you're able to achieve those goals yeah. because somebody told you that you couldn't. Yeah. So it's like I'm doing this for myself and I'm doing this for you, but I'm really doing it for me. And it's weird. It's like a it's like a blend of the two. It's it hard is. to separate. It is. That that ending, and I've heard people talk about how like realistically, let's say in the universe of that movie, like he's probably dead by 30. 
like he overdoses the same as mm-hmm. like most of like the great musicians or From pressure uh, bro or uh buddy well, what's what's the name of that drummer he's a very famous drummer uh, uh it starts with buddy buddy richard i think buddy um richard. i think that's the name yeah he's, that's the one thing i'm not gonna know drummer names that's really what's yeah like i i i know of drummers some of them but like a lot of, like i was a rebellious ass kid so niggas would tell me to like oh you should listen to this drummer you should practice from this drummer huh buddy rich buddy yeah. rich like i i've heard of the but i know the name yeah but it's like if somebody was like oh what type of style does buddy rich know from like he drums <laughs> so you're not that technical <laughs> with the knowledge of Mm-mm. the drum because i was so young so i just right. i just knew it from just playing the drums right right you just learned it but yeah like in a movie uh 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 the main character uh looks up to buddy richard and he dies by overdose like in his 30s or something when he's 29 30 years old mm-hmm. so if he follows in the footsteps of wait were you cheering at the overdose so this is life. okay i'm glad you're bringing this up because mm-hmm. this is exactly what i want to talk about of that is it worth it though like what is it what just the idea of like because i have this too and i've been really thinking about this the idea of uh, like being ambitious and caring about legacy and wanting to be the greatest at what you do Mm -hmm. i think i i I, it's something that is romanticized i mean you see it with like jordan for example like Mm -hmm. how people talk about jordan michael jordan like he's the greatest of all time but then you see people that you said what i said the goat Okay, I, I thought I, I, was I, playing thought, with the I thought you said LeBron. I thought you wanted to get into a fucking debate. I mean, I don't, I don't ball at that for real, bro. Okay. I like the Hornets. I like the Hornets because I like the yeah. logo. That's how. That's my oh, connection that's with sports. Okay, so you don't know that much. Okay, got it. They have a cool logo. I like the Saints. The Saints have a cool logo. They had a better logo before. I don't know. Like I like their old logos. But like the Kings, the name kind of mid. You just the Kings are yeah. The Bucks go hard. They kind of pulled it around. I'm not going to lie. When I first was like, all right, a buck, all right, a buck. And I was like, Milwaukee? Milwaukee also, you can, get a, you can get a lot of bars off. Mm-hmm. You can get a lot of bars There's off. There's a lot of bars. There's so many. These niggas got the bars. I, one of my favorite, it, it's not necessarily a good bar, but it's one of my favorite, like, Bucks bars is, like, uh, it, it was from IDK. Do you know IDK? The I do rapper? know IDK, yeah. Uh, uh, hold on. I got to find it because it's, like, buck. B- wait. Wesley Matthews. He's a hold on. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Um, keep talking about how great Bucks bars are. Uh, <laughs> damn! Shout out Bucks bars because you got Buck like the animal, but then you got yeah. Buck like the currency. So you can <laughs> yeah. hit it with the double, bro. Like you know, you could just be like, yeah. I don't know why you would be in Milwaukee, but if you was ever in Milwaukee, bro, you have the perfect setup for a two bar. It's like it's Yo, remarkable, true. bro. That's true. I went to Milwaukee to get a suck. I did that shit for a quick but. <laughs> Oh, okay. I, I, okay, th- I found the bar. He's like, and she gonna fuck for a buck, and I mean that literally. She up in Wesley Matthews truck, who's uh, a player in oh, the Bucks. All right, that's raw. All right. Fuck for a buck, and because he's a buck. That's mm-hmm. it's such a like ridiculous bar. There's a lot of the, there's a lot of Giannis bars like Enter the Kumpo. No. You know a rapper really wants to impress you when they hit you with a Enter the Kumpo bar, bro. I know who the fuck did the Enter the Kumpo bar. It was fucking wasn't it Drake? Didn't Drake, Drake did that shit? <laughs> yeah, Drake it sounds like some Drake shit. Yeah, yeah, Drake definitely. Especially did like Enter right the when they won the shit, he was like, "Oh yeah, I keep it a buck." Like Enter the Kumpo, yeah. <laughs> All those fucking bars, I keep it a buck. Like yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, I, I don't. How did we oh, even get? So we were talking about Michael Jordan like goat the great pressure. okay greatest yeah so 
the idea of I think it's not healthy to care about legacy that much because it ultimately I don't know. I think it, it God, this is going to we always get into some philosophical shit but it's when a we good, talk. It's a good ass question. Yeah, though. but like, the idea of like legacy and greatness. I feel like it's interesting because is it worth sacrificing your entire living life for you to have a name after you die? Yeah, it's like you're you're sacrificing your life being alive now yeah. to have eternal life because right. your name will be live on past you. But at the same yeah. time it's like that's kind of mid. I don't know. Like, yeah, like, there's, like there's like, like, oh yeah, Elvis Presley go hard. Yeah. Kind of. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, he lives for all time yes. as the name Elvis Presley. But it's like, I don't know. When I think of these niggas, I never think these niggas are happy. Like, no. When I think of fucking MJ, like Michael Jackson, I'm like, yeah, that nigga was Michael Jackson. Like, niggas was passing out when they saw his face. I don't think that nigga was happy. No. I don't think most of these niggas was happy. Right. And, and that, it, that should be fucking miles. Because I'd be like, I want to do good shit, but I also want to be happy. Yeah, and that and that's a hard uh, thing to juggle. And just the idea of like your name living on, but you kind of you don't experience it. You don't reap the benefits of that. You're just dead. Mm -hmm. So it's like, so then why do we do it? And I think it comes from a point of maybe like a deep sense of just you know you feeling your mortality, you wanting to matter in the grand scheme of things. I think a lot of people that that care about greatness and legacy. They're just constantly thinking about their mortality mm -hmm. more than others because it's like I, I'm thinking about my death all. The, I'm thinking about my death so constantly that it's like I'm trying to make sure that I could do all that I can do before I die because yeah. I'm thinking about dying. Exactly because it, it, and and there's I remember I forget there's a philosopher that said something Damn. like a lot of our decisions what it just hit you it just hit me i don't know like, if this oh, is the why? best topic to think about what no, you're it's in just, the state I, that I you're in no i think it's a i think it's a good convert because i feel like that i, I yeah. think of that for myself where i was like yeah. i want to i want to strive to do great things or i want to strive to be able to make a name for myself or make a legacy for myself for like not only me but for niggas past me like yeah i see it as like a generational thing Interesting. so it's yeah. like i don't know like at a certain point it's like i i want to be able to do as much as I can so I can set my offspring and my next generation up like yeah. for the best ability, yeah. whether that's like financially or maybe that's just to like have a namesake. Like, I don't know, like I always wanted to change my last name to mm. actually be cinema. Yeah. Because I was like, I feel like I have no personal tie towards Hatcher. Like I'm what the fuck is a Hatcher? Yeah. On some real shit. Like what? Yeah. What the fuck I'm hatching? Nothing. It's probably a slave name. I haven't too. seen, I haven't, I haven't seen my, I ain't, you hatch a you Damn, hatch a hatcher hatched, like a hatchet. Yeah, you hatch a hatcher. Oh, nigga, you know my brain. I think of Billy Hatcher like the egg nigga, the video game character. Every time I think of my last name, I think about fucking Billy Hatcher every single time. Or like there was another movie, some Hatching Pete. I think about Hatching Pete. Hatching Pete. <laughs> I just think about eggs every time I hear my last name. I think about eggs. <laughs> okay, and that makes sense. <laughs> I get that. That makes sense, right? So I'm just like, I don't know. Like I feel yeah. like even like if I if my if my kids or like my grandkids or my great grandkids are like, damn, I don't know shit about my grandpa or my great grandpa, yeah. they could they could be like, oh well, we're cinema, bro. We're a family of of artists and mm, creators. Like that's okay. that's where we get our that's where our family line is, or that's where it yeah. started. You yeah. know, you could do other shit, but it's like we're you're tied to your history. Like you know where your history is at. Yeah. So I'm like that's that's what's important to me. Like having having a history that people older like 
from the future can tie back to because you know it's hard to tie back to our history past american history right so i'm like nigga, if we're gonna start here might as well might as well start with cinema yeah, yeah. It, but i also think about yeah in the, the thing about like having kids too is interesting because you you see examples of like you see it all, all the time like let's say with like you see it with tom brady of all people tom brady recently retired he's considered mm. probably the he's considered the best football player of all time he basically sacrificed his marriage and his children to become the greatest like yeah. he doesn't see him as often as he should and it's one thing where it's like in one way you can see it as him like providing for his family like making sure they're taken care of forever mm. but in the other it's like they want to see their dad yeah it's like at you what know point what I it's mean? like forever is like i don't know like forever is forever and ever but like you only live for so long so right. it's like, bro, like you doing this for forever and ever and ever, Nick. I'm right here right now. But living just for now, but because, but, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, we only live for so long, right? It's a very short amount of time. Mm -hmm. But I think that idea is scary. And I was going to say earlier, there's a philosopher that talked about how literally like every single human decision we make comes from the idea that we're the only beings that are aware of our mortality. Mm -hmm. No other animal, no other being thinks about that they're going to die. They just kind of live and then they die. But we are aware that we are going to die at some point, mm. whether we want to think about it or not. And so then that informs the ways that we act, what we do, what we aspire to be. Like we know that our time is temporary. Exactly. So in that, and I think that explains so much. If you think about it, like the fact that no other animals only care about like a fucking dog only cares about what it's seen in front of itself. Right. Mm. Like you see the fucking owner and wants to, wants a pet or whatever, but we're thinking way past it. And I think that leads to a lot of like, uh, you know, unhappiness. Mm -hmm. We could say I don't know if that's a word, but no, I'll that, say it. That is for real though. Um, you you just you just dr you dread on it. Like you yeah. just think about it all the time because it's hard to not think about it. Like I don't know. Like from the dog standpoint, like if I was a dog and I was aware of my own mortality, fuck that mailman. Mm. Like fuck my nigga. I'm in a house. Yeah, I'm I'm in a house looking at fucking a TV. Like nigga, I don't want to do this. Nigga, I only got like what like nine years 11 yeah, years right i gotta do some shit now I'll go to vegas if i was yeah. a dog nigga. Yeah. <laughs> i go to cruise if yo. i was a dog. i'll get the fuck out i'll do fucking anything yo that's crazy i don't think that that should be like a short film or maybe even a full movie of like a dog becoming aware of its mortality mm. so you never craps like, <laughs> it's like yo we yeah yeah it goes for nick cannon and just has a bunch of kids oh like, god just tries it goes through every state yeah that that's crazy yeah, because I've seen, there's a lot of, there's plenty of movies with dogs where they're like, you know, they're just, oh, they're happy and shit. But I want to see a sad dog movie where, like, the dog is sad. It's like, bro, don't, it's, oh, nigga, oh, yeah. Yeah, but the dog ain't sad. He's yeah, just like, old. Everybody just sad around old yeah like, <laughs> Yeah, like, everybody. He's to live his best life. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, he doesn't know he's about to die and he's old. Mm. It's just the humans that are like, this motherfucker is about That'd to be crazy. He's self aware. He'd be like, Y'all really call me old yeller? <laughs> Why y'all call me yeller? Yeah. Like, that shit hurt my ceiling. Yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> Why you call me old? Why you call me old? Y'all just remember y'all yeah, call me little yeller? Yeah. yeller? That's interesting, man. Why y'all be a yeller? Is that, is that, talk? do you, I know you aspire to be great. Do you, do you, do you aspire to be like one of the greatest rappers of all time? Like what's your ultimate, ultimate aspiration? I feel like. My ultimate aspiration as like I don't want to be the greatest rapper of all time. Okay. Maybe maybe it's like vaguer. Like I wanna be a well known creator. Creative. Okay. Okay. Like, I feel like especially now, like we're raised in a way where like people aren't 
people are very multifaceted. Like yeah. people are able to learn through different mediums of art and use those mediums of art to express themselves. And right. I see art as like a language to express yourself and to talk about deeper parts of yourself. I guess like me as like being the best creator I can be is like I see myself as just being I'd rather be a, a more like known for being a well-rounded artist than to be like the best of all time. Hmm. Like so it's like gotcha. I mean I may not be the goat in rap, but it's like maybe it'll be like this nigga is really sturdy in rap. But it's like when you factor in the films, if you factor in him acting, if you factor in things that he's helped write, if you factor in clothes that he might have helped design, if you factor in poems, if you factor in mm. any shit, like yeah. even like design, whatever, like any form of artistic expression is like you can feel me on there. And I feel like that's what I yeah. want to do, like to have like. Like you could tell, like there's a certain level of vulnerability in that creative art. Like you know, you, we listen to fucking. I feel like Donald Glover's music and okay. Atlanta yeah. feel the same. That's true. That like, is that's that's true. And it's yeah, like, it's like it's just, is you're getting a piece of his brain mm. by doing different mediums and using those different mediums to yeah. understand who he is as a person. Yeah, I want to keep doing that. So it's like, yeah, I'm gonna do a screenplay and an album and a visual album and a fashion line and a TV show and it's like whatever, just to explain this one idea, just so that you can mm. really get that full transparency. I want full that real artistic transparency. Yeah, like you do all my art and you're like, oh, I kind of get this nigga. That makes sense. How do you determine? Which medium best explains a certain idea that you want to put out there in the universe? I think, well, I feel like I'm still learning that and growing through that. Because yeah. the mediums that I feel the most comfortable with is music. Because I've been doing music my whole life. Right. And film, because I've been trying to be more proficient in film since, like, high school. So I feel the most comfortable expressing myself there. But, like, as going, like, going to art school and talking to just other creatives, like, different fields, like, I'm starting to see, like, certain situations where it's, like, I might be put in a situation where I need to express myself in that way. Like, me and John, we were just watching a video on um, performative art. Like, people just do okay. performance art. And it's like something that's not a commodity. Like you can't own a performance. You you, pay, right, right. you just oh, watch yeah. it. And it's just something that is done in live time. And yeah. You just experience that. And like whatever questions are being raised from you watching that, even if it's weird, it's just like, bro, like this is weird. Like, like they want you to do like that. That's the art. And yeah. It's like that's fucking cool to me. Like it I is. think that's really dope. Like, you know, that it was that one piece where like this lady, she'll be like, she'll just do nothing and like give the audience like options to do whatever they want to her. So like they'll give, they'll put like, like raise, they'll put like a razor, they'll put like a pencil, they'll put like scissors, they'll put like there's a bunch of shit that could harm her and just other shit that's just like whimsical, like, and it's just like seeing how people like started to use her and affect her through time as they got uncomfortable because before mm. it was like oh we don't want to hurt you we don't want to hurt you we're just probably maybe like maybe we'll cut a sleeve off you maybe we'll pat you on the head and then as it got and as it got further people started to like really test her gangsters like bro like you haven't done nothing for two hours like let me grab this knife. Are you for real? Are you how wow. for real are you for real about this? Yeah. And it got to that point where like it was really like like it went from like oh there was just a few people doing like calm shit to like no niggas was really like on the verge of like like doing some damage or like or like thinking about you know you laughing at me like I'm no that's crazy <laughs> yeah because <laughs> but like the that's the from a performance art standpoint is like you can't it's you could probably paint that concept or paint that moment happening. But it's like it's just something that you gotta just see for yourself. Yeah. Like you just gotta see humans put in that position to see what they could do for the art of it. Yeah. It's kind of wild, but it's like I I recognize that there might be sometimes when you want to create that is like maybe it's like you can't say this idea in a song, or maybe you can't make mm. this idea in a film. Maybe this has yeah. to just be an action that somebody needs to see in front of them. 
That's interesting. No, no, and the the thing that I really like about that example you just gave is the idea how like the performance or the performance art reflects back onto the audience mm-hmm. and reveals something deeper about just the human condition. Mm-hmm. The it idea that like questions. yeah, and the idea that like a group of people, you know, that they will start out like fine, but then all get kind of darker and darker, kind of reveals like just just in general like humans are fucked up. Mm-hmm. How like it could get dark real quickly. Like, real at the end quick. of the day, we're just animals, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it always starts off like we're all just playing by these like you know obviously this uh, these rules that we've set up to have a a fucking functioning society. But mm-hmm. the but at the end of the day, when you give humans the option to like do whatever, you're like you can do whatever you want. You can try to affect this person however you want. We're not gonna judge. Then their true intentions come out like. Mm-hmm. I want to see if she twitches though, and yeah, you, there's like, a part well, of you that really wants to fucking no, like for her. Real. And I'll be like, damn, I'll be like, damn, y'all, y'all, she was chilling like a few hours ago. Niggas yeah. like, bro, like, like they just, they, I don't know, it's like they want to test your humanity. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it is. And like, there was another, um, what was the other? Oh, mischief has been doing that recently. They've been okay. doing a lot of like cool performance art. Like they had like an ATM where like you would like put your money in the ATM and then like they rank yeah. the amount of money you have in your account. To me, I see it as performance art. Like how does how people like see that like whoa like you actually see like the amount of money in your bank account and be like yo I'm 84th place how does mm, that make me feel right how does it and then like for the person who sees that you're in 84th place and they're like oh well I know I have more money in my bank account so I want to be ranked higher than you what does that say about you yeah like what was the what's the whole point of this I thought it was, I was like that's fucking awesome they have the shirt where like the amount of money you give or pay to them is the amount of money that appears on your shirt. So if you spend a thousand dollars on the shirt, a thousand dollars is on your shirt. If you spend a buck on your shirt, a buck's on your shirt. Wow. And it's like it's the same texture, same material. It's just the the design is printed because it's like you're paying for the flex. Like you're paying to be like, yeah, I spent a thousand dollars on this shirt. It's not a thousand dollars shirt texture. That's crazy, but you man. could have not get yeah. this design if it wasn't a, if if I didn't put a thousand dollars for it. That's really cool. That that really makes me want to experience more performance art mm-hmm. uh because i love that kind of shit that shit that gets to something deeper that you can't really say with words mm-hmm. you know it has to be like something kind of involuntary another piece of performance art one of the few that i've seen there's this uh it, it's on hulu it, it was recorded it's called in and of itself and there's this um magician called Derek delgadio uh he does he did this like broadway show for like like 300 shows or something mm-hmm. like uh consecutively in broadway where he's a musician, a magician, and he, he's doing magic tricks. But the whole point is that there's an overall theme of identity in who are you and how do others see you and who really are you and mm-hmm. how do you see yourself mm-hmm. and how those are all, how those can all be different. Like just being like the question of like being perceived. And this was, this yes. was all like, this was all like a live recording of. Yeah. The- I want to show you the trailer for it uh, real quick. I want to show you the trailer. Every secret has a unique weight to it, and you can only carry them for so long. You think this is a performance. You see a man in a theater, there's an audience. He's like, it yeah, is it's difficult is. to see past what this looks like. It's literally a show. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> you can see it for what it is, or you can imagine what it could be. Before you came in here, there was a wall, maybe you chose something you feel reflects who you really are in this world. The conceptual artist, the teacher. Someone here is an idiot. 
Idiot, wherever you are, please raise your hand. Damn. That's about right. Uh, <laughs> Damn, I felt that. Yeah. I come here day after day after day and attempt to defy some odds. I do not expect you to believe anything you're seeing. Only a lucky few get to know how this story ends. Two things are about to happen. One of these things you will see, and the other thing we will see. We get to see you transform into something else. I don't understand. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to wait. It was a white, like an old white lady. Yeah. This last I don't get it. <laughs> we are all. No, bro. This is. It's go. It go gasolina, bro. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I kind of want to watch this later. But I'm not just. Is that fucking built. What the fuck? He was in the show. I'm also defined by all the things you will never see. Yo, I'll be honest, yeah, that shit, I forget when it came out. I think it was like 20, two years ago. Yeah, it was two years ago. So, And the whole point of it, you can see it's very dramatic. Mm. And it's one of those things where it seems like it's supposed, it's like, it's, I hate when things look like they want to be deep, mm. right? Like, and that looks like it wants to be deep. And I, I had that like as a word in the back of my head, but then I watched it. I watched it twice. Mm. I watched it with my, by myself, and then I watched it with my sister, and I'm like, this shit is actually kind of deep because mm -hmm. it like through magic, it gets, it, it gets at the idea of identity, mm. which is really, uh, yeah, like it's how crazy. People perceive, they, they said something in the trailer. They had a line where it was like, they were mentioning like all the things that it was doing and they had a line that said, it said radical intimacy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, when I read that, I'm like, damn. Cause I feel like that shit kind of hit like, at like at a point, like at least cause now like shit's kind of weird. Mm. Like I feel like from like a, world standpoint or from like okay. a societal standpoint like things feel really chaotic and things kind of feel radicalized like maybe not really radical like people fit in the middle but like they like to polarize and radicalize everything mm. in a way so it was like to see like how are we going to approach this radical or polarized environment that we are in is just being like we're just going to attack it where it is we're going to yeah. keep it radical or find like it find extra 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 ways to be vulnerable because we have been very extra and in being individualized and being secluded mm. or we've made a lot of effort to be our own individual people to the point where it's like, it's, our, it's really hard for niggas to really be vulnerable yeah. unless it's for really extra reasons. Yeah. So now people are creating extra reasons. That's interesting. Man. Yeah. The idea of radical intimacy, to be honest, is kind of the mission statement or the thing that I want to do with this podcast. Mm. The idea of like, because I feel like radical intimacy leads to better conversations. Mm -hmm. That's why typically I don't talk to rappers. Because mm. rappers, they're so, I mean, they're just putting on a show. They see a camera and they're just like, okay, I'm my rapper self now. Yeah, you know, you can't. Yeah. Where my chain? You see the chain? Yeah. My fault. I forgot what podcast we was in, bro. Yeah. Up, nigga? <laughs> yeah, rappers gotta, they want this image. To be put out there that I understand because that's what comes with being a rapper at a, in a certain way is the idea of like an image and kind of maintaining that image. Mm -hmm. That's what it's been for since hip hop was created. But I found it difficult to talk to rappers on a podcast because they don't really open up. So uh, but just in general, that's what I'm going for with this podcast. Radical intimacy. Um, 
I fuck with that. And those are the best episodes for me, the ones that I've done with people that I feel like they're being honest and I'm being honest. And then we get to something deeper. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because when you have those walls up, you can't really get to any sort of truth. Yeah, you know, because it's, it's all surface level shit. That's why I don't a, like the fucking internet. It feels like a bit. It's like we just, we just, we just chatting. We not talking. Uh, that's why. By the way, that's why. I, that's something I don't like about white people. White people just be chatting, bro. <laughs> they got bit. They got. They got this. He's like he's chatted to bro. They got. That's why you should be hearing like British people be like, "You don't even got good banter. You don't even got no banter." <laughs> no I'm like, nigga, I don't want banter, nigga. This is yeah. real life. Yeah, <laughs> I'm struggling. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate that, bro. I, like, cause I do Uber. <laughs> And there's been so many, I've given so many white people rides. They're just kind of talking about nothing. <laughs> like truly nothing. Like it gets to a point where like, it could be a 20 minute, a 20 minute ride from the moment I pick them up to the moment I drop them off. They could be talking the entire time. But I feel like if you erase that memory completely, they wouldn't, it wouldn't matter. My life would be the exact it, same. It would be exa- and, and exact. And I hate same. those type of conversations, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. Like I want to try to get something out of every interaction that I have with somebody mm. like learn even something a little like something small or even like a, a little idea that I've never thought of before that I can think about later and I can develop that idea further on. Mm. Like that's what I like about podcasts in general. It's kind of just like a transfer of ideas. Um, I'm going to do a sharp left turn here because oh, it got way too deep. What's up with <laughs> you and women, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Ren the feminist. Ren the feminist. Yo, no, that's, not what, up, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> nah, uh, relationships. I feel like um, you feel like you struggle with relationships a little bit. Not Why? Because um, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talk right. about I'm radical. I'm gonna air it. I'm gonna just air it. Right. Talk about radical intimacy, guys. No, re- all right, check this out. Check this out. Right. So I'm. When it comes to me establishing relationships, it's like, I, all right, I'm in a, I'm in a situationship right now, right? <laughs> I'm in a situationship right now, bro. That's my nigga, though. I love that nigga. I love that nigga with my everything. That's my, but I'm in a situationship. Yeah, yeah. So like, bro, don't cap me, bro. I love that nigga. Don't don't play with me, nigga. Oh, sorry, bro. I, I can't see. That's what I'm talking about. I love this nigga. So yeah. you can't you can't be saying no cap shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, don't don't get it twisted, nigga. Like, but at the same time, I'm like, I feel like I'm in my young bull nigga wave. Mm. So it was like, look, this is how it was. Like, we were in a relationship, and I was just like, I don't know. Like, I wanted to experience more through like other people and bantering because sure. I'm I'm more of a polyamorous nigga. I'm open to really? polyamory. And have you done op- it? I'm I'm low key like in the practice of it now kind of Ooh. not really like i'm not in a polyamorous relationship like re- officially but right. like i'm in a dynamic where like i'm able to talk to other people and okay i have a person i'm like so it's like i'm i'm talking to multiple people so i'm experiencing that i think it's i think it's cool i feel comfortable doing so but it's like i'm also just learning how other people feel comfortable in doing that because just because niggas like or understand why i do it doesn't mean that the people who come along for the ride you know want to do that type of shit you know what do you like when did you realize how that would be something you'd be interested in like around like high school mm. like around my senior year in high school i just always had like i had this like it was a fantasy low-key like mm. maybe it's because i was a fucking uh otaku bull but i was like i want a harem bro like an IRL harem, <laughs> that shit would be so gas. Okay, okay. It would just be like, bro, I just like I just go to school and it's just like four girls just being like, bro, like I want to suck his dick. No, I want to suck his dick. No, I that does suck sound his fire. Dick. And it'd be like, bro, it'd be like, and just, they'd be beefing with each other because yeah. they both like, I'm like, y'all chill. It's y'all, my stop. turn. He uh, said I get uh, Tuesday. Oh, damn, y'all got it. All today's Sundays, baby. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yo, you name them by the day of the week. That's crazy. Like she's what Tuesday, <laughs> she's Thursday, she's Friday, and she's Sunday. Bro, but like it's like I like that was a fantasy of me. So in my brain, I was yeah. like, I'm open to being polyamorous. And like a more like also the difference of like a harem is like most of the time a harem is like four girls who only like one nigga. Mm. So it was like I like that fantasy, but at the same okay. time, I'm not gonna be sitting here being like, oh, like yeah, of course you're gonna like another nigga because it's like if I'm fucking on four girls and you fucking on a nigga, then it's like I can't be looking at you like, Kah, Kah. right, right. It'll problem? be hypocritical. Yeah. yeah, I'm like I can't, I can't go. But have like you that. experienced that though? Because uh, we could. That's one thing you could say that you know rationally you could say it's only fair, but then when no, it comes to them actually doing the it, it's like a there. different. I think it's intention. Like that's okay. that's what it gets to me. Like okay, because I've I've felt moments where I would feel like jealous, but it was less of it being another person and more of like me feeling nervous or insecure because of the intention. Like, mm, like, okay. I don't know. Like, I feel like if there's a difference between like me talking to somebody because I feel like we both find each other like attractive and we both want to do like physical things or like we're talking to each other and we both like really connect like mentally and like emotionally. Right. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like you can meet people and be like, I don't think that we're going to like know each other for a long period of time. Or, like, we're going to know each other, but we're not going to be, yeah. like, close. We're just going to, like, know of each other. Or, like, we can have a banter with each other. But it's, like, am I going to call you if I really need some shit? That mm, type shit. Right. And so, like, there's a difference between, like, just, like, the physical intimacy and, like, emotional and, like, mental intimacy. Yeah, I agree. And it's good to not put people into those types of boxes. But it's more, it's good. I recognize that within myself when it comes to how I form my relationships and me being upfront with the relationships that I form. Because now I just, I just talk to people be like, yo, bro, I'm in my whole era, bro. Like yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm talking to multiple people. That's just yeah. how I do. And I feel comfortable being honest in that and talking about it because it doesn't feel like we're going to like cross lines or it's going to be all weird and crumbled yeah. up. Like y'all know my, you know what I like, you know, my intentions. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's interesting because I, I have a lot of friends that have told me that or that they've gone through that, but they've also told me that that's where their longest relationships come out of mm. ironically enough it's like somebody who you see is purely just a physical thing and then because it's only that it kind of takes you by surprise when it becomes into something more emotional mm. has that happened to you like, like somebody that you felt like oh this is going to be strictly physical and you both agreed and somehow it ended up being more than what it was supposed to be i yeah like i've talked to some i've talked to some people where i was like oh like it was really it was like, oh, this was just going to be physical. And then it just ended up being like, oh, like we actually see eye to eye and some shit. Mm. Like, and it's like, it's like really cool. Like seeing how the, uh, how the relationship can evolve and also like vice versa. Like I'll meet people in my brain where I'll be like, I never would see you in a physical light at all. I just see you for emotional and mental. And then the more I get to know you, the more I'll be like, yo, she really kind of, kind of bad. Mm, you know I mean? Interesting. Okay. Or like, like how that, how that blends into each other, like how those relationships blend into each other. I think Got that's it. really interesting. But yeah. right now, personally, I see myself as like I'm in a situation shit with, with nigga. I'm holding down for real. I'm talking to other people. I'm living my young bull life. But in I guess like I don't know. Like I see polyamorous as like something that I do want to dive into and get to know. But at the same time, I also wouldn't be surprised if this was just like a phase in my life. Mm. I would not be surprised at all. Like in a way of like, oh, I'm a young man. You know, young men. You know, you're supposed to talk around and like say hey to people or go around or whatnot. Like I could see how that could just be like. You know, maybe this is just like what I expect of me to do, but like I like to do it. But it's also just like as a dude, like when you're raised in a certain way, they like have that like, oh, you know, you're in your young, you're in your prime, you're talking to people, da 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 da. So it was like that's how I felt when I was getting older. Like it was that feeling of like, oh, like 
I'm getting to that age in life. And it's like, I have the desire to talk to multiple people, mm. but it's like, it feels deeper than just like, just talking to multiple people. Cause you hit that wall too. Like yeah. you talk to multiple people and you're like, oh, there's certain levels of, of closeness I can be with people or intimacy and vulnerability and be like, why do I, why am I going for this in the first place? Is this is because is what's um, expected of me. But I don't do it or I go into it now because I feel like it's expected of me. Cause like I do it cause I want to do it. Cause or at least I'm interested in that, but it makes me think of that way. Like how are my, the things that I want to do in relation to like how I was raised or what was expected of me to be doing at this age range. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Okay. Let's talk about you arts. All right. Draw. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, let's go deep. Uh, yeah. Then, the school shit. <laughs> yeah. Now let's talk about school. Um, how is it? Because it feels like like a perfect environment for you. Because I see you sharing a lot of like your experiences in school, and mm -hmm. it's like that seems like heaven for somebody that wants to just be fully creative. I do like the school. I like the school. I like the resources that the school gives, right? Because they have a lot of access to cool shit, and I've also just liked the ability it is to like I guess network and like meet people who are like minded. Because like mm. I never went to an art school, so going to an art school and actually meeting creatives and talking to creatives, it's just been nice because we can bounce ideas off of and shit. Like it really feels like I don't know, like you're in that creative space. Like somebody says something creative and it's like, oh, I'm gonna say some creative and like you just right. do a bunch of creative stuff. The only downside of the school is the money. It's expensive. Yeah. It's it's really expensive. Yeah, the only reason yeah, why I'm yeah, I'm even yeah. at this joint now is because of of my pops. He was a he was a veteran. Okay. So he's got he's got VA benefits. He he did a bunch of he worked a bunch of jobs, got a lot of benefits. That's cool. So I'm like, shout out my pops because yeah, he's doing the work in. But like shout out to Pops. 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 <laughs> yeah. I don't want to pay that shit. <laughs> We yeah. let the government pay that shit. Yeah, yes, exactly. sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, I, I would imagine those kind of institutions. I mean, just college in general is very mm -hmm. fucking expensive. But I like the school though. I like. I feel like I've been in a very creative. Like it brings me brings creativity out of me being That's in a school. Like I like being in the school because it just feels like oh, I'm in the school. I gotta make some shit. Like yeah, it's in my bones for sure. That yeah, that 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 I've always you know as expensive as college can be. If you're in the right like environment for exactly what you want to do like college at first is basically just like um what gen eds mm -hmm. like the classes that you take because you just need them as requirements yeah like, like those prerequisites are, yeah those shit like the fucking science and fucking you mm -hmm. know world history whatever like those are always annoying but once you get to the point where like these are just only the classes that i want to do mm -hmm. this shit is always fire like that was me in my last like two years for media production it was all shit that I was going to incorporate into this podcast. You know what I mean? Like fucking Photoshop and After Effects and, you know, audition and mm. basically the Adobe. I actually want to fucking do. Yeah, like. basically the Adobe Suite or like lighting. I learned about lighting in one of my classes. Um, you know, like basic production, like TV production, like live TV production. It was all shit that I knew I was going to use. Mm. And that's when college gets fun. So. Mm. But like you said, the I only agree. problem is the money. Yeah, but I agree though. Like once that's how that's why I was so hyped, bro. I was, when I got the email that I could use the Adobe Suite, bro, I mm. lost my fucking marbles, bro. <laughs> yeah. I downloaded everything. I have shit on my yeah. computer I don't even use. I don't use InDesign. Yeah. I have it on my computer though. If somebody need a book, I'll learn that shit. Like because mm. I got it. Like it's it's fucking hard. Like whatever. Yeah. I don't know how to use Lightroom. <laughs> I don't. Wait, what's the difference? I never had a reason to use Lightroom. What is Lightroom? I, well, I know what it is, but like, what do you uh, use it for? <laughs> is it for Photoshop? Like, what's the difference between Lightroom and Photoshop? So you can just, it, it can adjust, like, the wall settings. 
white color. It's a really powerful tool. Mm. Okay, but for the raw images. Yeah, for the raw. Because you can like switch. You can switch perspective in that bitch and everything. Mm. Oh wow. Like that shit Damn. sound hard. Like I should learn it. Yeah. If I, if <laughs> yeah. I, if I. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. I see that. There, there we right. go. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. But yeah, like shit like that is fun when you get to play because it feels like. It feels like just a playroom at that point. Mm-hmm. When it's shit like you really want to do, it's just like you're just playing around. Yeah, like it's just like, I don't know, it's like big ass Legos. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. How I see, that's how I see the software. It it's is. Like I'm just fucking with little bits and pieces and making yeah. cool shit. What can you tell us about your next album? Um, My next, all right. I got I got two, because two drums, bro, in the works. I got a micro okay. drum. It's like another four pack okay. called Songs I Got Addicted To. Oh. Yeah, so it's like I wanted to be more my like I want to be my sing songy bag. I got Ooh. more features, more singing, more melodic stuff because I do like melodic okay. music. Yeah. I used to write a lot of melodic songs, so I wanted to express that in a little four pack before I do my next like big 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 thing. But the next big 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 thing is like I want to do like like a Super Bowl halftime show. Mm-hmm. Like I want to really sound like a big stadium, like a bunch okay. of trumpets, French horns, tubas. Trombones, Damn. electric guitars, fuck it. I want, I want it to sound like there's a, a stadium of people reacting to it. Ooh. It's like, and, and the whole thing is, is a black ass album. I just want it to be like, like if you imagine like, like having black ass niggas playing during the Super Bowl and they're rapping about <laughs> yeah. black shit, like real ass black shit, right. in front of a bunch of white people. That's the album. That oh, that's a great <laughs> concept for an album. Yo, I I don't know why, but I've always loved songs that sound like they're live but they're not mm. like they have that as like hold on i got do you guys know about rena sawayama no put me on brother she is a a pop artist who's made like who makes like kind of experiment not experimental i don't know it's in the same vein as charlie xcx mm. like that kind of pop music like almost hyper poppy she has a song called what is it uh who's gonna save you now i want to play it right now it's not actually live but she has the aesthetic of it being live. It sounds no, yeah, it does sound like live performance. Like they it, got the claps and the cheers. It's just that's cool. Yeah, like if I close my eyes, I would think this was like a live recording. Yeah, I love songs that sound like this. I'm gonna wait till it drops. I love the claps. Nah, bro, pop music be pop. Bro, that's what I'm saying. Like, I like, I actually am a pretty big pop fan. Like, I do fuck with pop. I think it's a good, it's a good pocket of music. Yeah. Like, I can imagine myself crying with some white girls who was doing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to skip to the part where there's a guitar solo that I like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not too long. It's very short. Ooh, that is gross. Oh damn! Wait, yeah. it went about octave, nigga. Yeah. 
Yeah, you got key changes and shit. Anyways, I, I've always loved songs like that. I don't know if it's because I grew up with my dad watching, like, putting fucking Michael Jackson concerts and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I was watching it was a DVD, like Christina Aguilera, like, those kind of pop stars. That's why I be thinking, too. Like, I see, yeah. like, like, when you see, like, these big pop stars in this big, like, pop stage, and it's like, yeah. you can't you can't go there, but you can watch it on your TV. Yes. So you feel like you're there. Yeah. So it's like, you hear the audience. You can see them, like, sweating. Like, it just feels like you're a part of the crowd. But more I'm, intimate. Yeah, I'm excited for this album whenever it comes out. Do you have an idea if it might be this year or next year? It's probably going to be, it's definitely going to be next year. The next four year? pack okay. is going to be in like May. Gotcha. So that's going to come out pretty soon. But okay. this next project, I would I want it to come out like next year. I want so to take it, your time. Yeah, I want to tie it to my senior thesis. So, because oh, I do, I go to school for film. Right, so right. I wanted to make it a visual album. So hopefully, like around the time I graduate, that could be my visual album for my thesis, and then it comes out like around the same time. Oh, that's fire! That's perfect. Mm. That's what's good about these fucking art school shows, like the art schools. Like mm. the fact that you can do the shit that you love, and it's also part you can get a grade. And that's what I'm saying. Like I'm about to, especially since I'm about to leave the school, I'm going out with a fucking hurrah, yeah, nigga. No, like I'm, getting, I'm using all the resources, <laughs> yeah. all the equipment, and then I'm a, I'm a drop it, nigga. They're gonna show it to do like grade reviews. So now everybody yeah. in the in the grade is gonna watch the album. And they're gonna know the music. It's That's like fire. I want I'm gonna tap in, get a big pool of people before I vom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From my deuce. Got my degree. Okay, that's fine. Out. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That that sounds that sounds good. Um I'm trying to think of a question. I don't think I have any other questions, I'll be honest. Raw. Damn, bro. Raw? Yeah, like you want to. Oh, you want to talk about like raw photo files? You want to talk about Lightroom again? <laughs> no, I, I've been saying that recently. Yeah, I was like just slang. Raw, dude. I just be like, that's raw. I just be like, you just just really vulnerable. Like you just say, or not either vulnerable or just like something that's just like there's no context needed. Like I yeah, just get it raw. because it's just you just like this is raw. Like I don't know. No, I, I hope that catches on. I'm glad you said it on this podcast. Hopefully, people listening to this are watching yeah, this. I'd be reacting to niggas too. Shit, niggas just be like, I'm mad. I want to punch some shit. That's raw. Yeah, that is real that. raw energy. That's like yeah. you know Jaleel. Yeah, it's a little, yeah, Jaleel raw, raw energy. Yeah, he, be, he, he still a ba- he that big ass nigga doing backflips and shit. That's raw as fuck. I'm like, nobody told you to do that shit. There was no context. Yo. You just did it. That's crazy. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> just, yeah. Why is he so fucking big? Also, it's like for the type of music that he makes, he doesn't mm-hmm. need to be that fucking. Swole. I love his genius because yeah. it's like it's just him. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's raw as hell. Because he's yeah. like, I'm making the music for that moment. Like, I'm making music for when I'm in the mosh. And so right. that's what I say in the mosh. I say, yeah, in the mosh. So I'm going to say, yeah, in the song. I'll be that's honest. Raw as hell. Seeing that person in the mosh will be nuts. <laughs> be, that would be that You saw be, Bull, he did like the, the quadruple. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't just jump in the crowd. Yeah, yeah, he like spin like four yeah, times and yeah. went in the crowd. Yeah, that was crazy. I would have want to mosh next to him. If I see him in the middle of the mosh, I'm leaving. Oh, God. Um, nah, bro. He looked like sure. I'm going to look at him. Wind the fucking punch up, like yeah. He's gonna start grabbing. <laughs> he's a butt of butt. He's gonna grab people. He's just throw them into other people. Yeah, when I feel like rolling up, I'm gonna slide. Oh fuck! All right, you like movies, and I don't know if we really mm-hmm. talked about movies last episode. I love movies as well. What are movies you've seen recently that you really like? What have I seen recently? Damn. Um, we watched Fantastic Mr. Fox at Theo's crib. Oh, that was fun. okay. I, I watched it before, but I just it was fun. Like it's always fun watching Wes Anderson films because just like oh shit, like bullet. We watched Bullet Train. Bullet Train go yeah, hard. That, that that movie's really fun. We bought, we want to see Cocaine Bear today. That's okay. that's the plot after the podcast to see Cocaine Bear. Yeah. So I'm gonna watch Cocaine Bear. All right. And oh, we watched the menu. 
Mm. Okay. You should watch the menu. I, I've seen it and I have a controversial opinion. I have oh, a controversial do opinion. Tell, do tell. Do tell. I just tell. didn't think it was good. Do tell. You think it was good like at I, period? Like at all? Good period? Yeah, I don't think it was good. Oh, that's crazy. That, why? What? So, what? Okay. What, what, <laughs> what did the... What made you what the what did the movie make you feel? When so you watched it, like was it just like all right, like all right, like <laughs> Cause it's crazy what? to me. Oh, you didn't like it at all? <laughs> no. How here's, do you engage with these <laughs> No, here's here's it here's my problem with it. Okay. Cause I I got into it's so funny because I posted that I, I posted that I saw the movie and I posted like my review of it mm-hmm. and I talked on the phone with like three friends of mine. That called me as if an emergency had just happened. It's like, talk to me. Why don't you like that? That would have been me. If yeah. I, I would have been like, bro, be fucking for real right now. Yeah, exactly. I True. That is true. It does get you to talk. I just feel like my biggest problem with the movie is that a lot of the shit happens and there's no reason for it happening. Like, if you think about the meals. Mm hmm. They're supposed to be obviously like there's a bigger metaphor for it and it's like symbolism and whatever. Mm. But within the logic of the movie itself, spoiler alert for the menu. Most people have seen it. Yeah, it's, spoiler it's, it's a, for the menu. I like this nigga. You should watch the movie. I like the movie. You should. Watch. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, close it and you know come back, comment while I'm wrong. But like <laughs> the ending with the marshmallows. Why mm. the fuck do they burn in marshmallows? It's because it's like it's the s'more. Like the whole thing is like, <laughs> what do you mean? Bro, this, wait, oh wait, my wait, god! Wait, 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 stop! 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 This is what I fucking hate about this movie. No! 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 Nah, bro. Like, I gotta explain it, bro. I gotta explain. No! It. no don't tell me. It's just that was said it. Because like, bro, yeah, it's it's a it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. <laughs> it's a metaphor for everything that's fucked up about a, a fucking America and the delicacy. This more? Like, yeah, bro. Like when you see Why? when you see the menu, I see the menu the same way as like Whiplash. It's okay. obsessive. It's the obsessive perfect artist. I got that. Making the perfect meal. So it's like you see this creator who spends his entire life making the best cooking cutlery, using the best materials, resources, all that whatnot, even though none of that really is able to embody like something that's just made out of just like some random bullshit. Like honestly, like when you right. break a fucking s'more down, it's just bullshit. Like it's just a fucking like fucking what? Chefs are artists. Yeah, chefs are artists. Like it's really well, artists. And they get to the point where she she got the regular she cheeseburger. The it's like I don't want no art right? shit. I don't want you to be perfect. I don't want you to do all the make perfect. Shit just for, make some shit. Make shit, to make shit like bro. because you want it because of the purpose of the shit to do. Like, like this okay, hold on. So here's no. Here's the thing. I understand the hell, but this is what I'm. My, this is my problem with the movie. Everything mm-hmm. you guys saying is true, and it's stuff that you can think about and talk about afterwards. But in terms of the movie, within the universe of the movie, mm-hmm. the idea that this guy would just let this woman just order a cheeseburger and she just leaves. And then, every, first of all, and not only that. But she wasn't supposed to be there in the first place. That's yeah. true. That's part of the movie. That is like she's yeah, like yeah. a common person. Mm-hmm. I get that. But also, why didn't anybody else ask for a cheeseburger after that? Because they didn't care about that nigga. No, because she saw it. Oh, in true. His yeah, she saw the. She, she saw, saw the. Yeah. No, no. But once. Okay, so once she asked for the cheeseburger mm-hmm. and everybody. Everybody's watching her do this. Mm-hmm. And she eats it and she leaves. You don't think other people would have been like, you know what? Get me a cheeseburger like, too, dog. <laughs> no, I, that's true. Like, but at the same time, you know, damn well they wouldn't. I feel like they. The reason why they didn't do it because they knew damn well they wasn't going to leave out the out. They're not going to be like, yeah, I want a cheeseburger too to go. <laughs> and they fucking nobody's going to fucking leave. But this. <laughs> I that makes sense. 
I, I understand that. And that makes sense. My only problem is that that's more of an idea than a realistic thing that would happen in this movie. Okay. It conveys a, a metaphor, an idea, or like a symbol, like a symbol. This whole movie is symbolism. Mm. But like, I'm going back to the s'mores because you guys told me all about like s'mores is American. You didn't explain why the fuck there were s'mores. The reason I still haven't like, explained I think it. I feel like the reason they use it as why like, is s'mores? Because it's like, yo, <laughs> they represent, I feel like they represent like when they be, when they get cooked in a s'more like in a traditional american like s'more type yeah. way it's like they are embodying the fact of like we just want we don't really give a shit about what you do yeah I, it's just more of like i don't know like we don't care about the artistry or the craftsmanship of it we just want something that's good for the moment like we don't care about any of the fucking okay. drone we just okay. want something that's a nice little treat okay that we could get like you know what i'm saying nice little treat and i know you want to say some more i'm going off the top because you got me hype no, <laughs> so no, i'm like good. but no I no like it, when it, i see the when i see the s'more it's like yo it's like this is you guys are a representation of like i put all of my work to please niggas who would probably be happier if they just ate a s'more. Like, I'm, I'm, yes. I'm in my whole island, an yeah. entire island. I make every resource. I grow every grain. I raise the animals you kill. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. Like, what's the point? The point is so that you can feel, I don't know. Like, the what's the, what's the point of all this? Like, I feel like the s'mores is like, it's like that contradiction between him as the creator. Where it's like, why am I doing all this for if I know that this is like what people would eat or what people would like people can eat this shit yeah and it's like why do people care about what i do i think yes and i think that's the that's the best part of the movie that erases these these ideas but my problem and i wrote a uh, do you guys know about letterbox i do i i you made guys a letter create accounts for it because i'm on there and i need more people to follow that's raw okay um this is my review that i wrote because mm. i i was trying to remember what exactly i didn't like about the movie because it's been a while since i saw it so i wrote it down that's how I started. This is not a good movie. The same way I started with you guys. I mean, it was well made. I laughed a few times. I enjoyed looking at Anya Taylor Joy for two hours. That's, Bro, that's a good. That's a good point. That's Bro, a great point. I was yeah. like, at the very least, I had something nice to look at. Also, Tyler's bullshit. That subplot was incredible because oh, no, yeah. I, I related to that as somebody who's seen a lot of white hip hop fans mm -hmm. over criticize shit. They they're like they're they want to be technical about rap instead of like what the essence of hip hop is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I equated to people complaining about mix. Mm -hmm. Like rap fans nowadays, all they do is like, oh, the mixing isn't good. It's like, what they like the like, song? Like actually mix though. But like, can you mix the song? Though? Can you mix? Yeah. And also, <laughs> are you enjoying the song? Why mm -hmm. are you getting hung up on that? When that's not what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. It's such a weird technical. That's why he was worried about. <laughs> no, for real. He was worried about how the sausage was made, and mm -hmm. that takes away the enjoyment of it. Mm -hmm. And I think, and I got that. I really loved that section of it. Uh, but I said everything else just did not feel earned, nor did it make sense. Mm -hmm. There is a faint theme underneath that I understood conceptually. What you guys are talking about about like, you know, devoting your life to something. When, when people just care about the basic shit, like McDonald's or whatever. Um, and then I said, but there was a giant... This is my main point with this movie. There was a giant gap between the point of the movie and the things that are actually happening in the movie. Mm -hmm. So there's a point of the movie, and everything you guys are saying, that's a point. But it's almost like whoever wrote this movie thought of those ideas first, and then they're like, but now we got to make a movie. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to make these characters do these things, and visually we're going to do this to like convey this idea but they weren't thinking about the actual plot of the movie like they had the concept 
that they had the concept that they wanted to hit, yeah. but they don't know how how they actually wanted to hit it, or like they don't know like the specific beats that are needed to be taken exactly. to hit that point. Like it didn't meet for me. Okay. Who? Yeah, you got me saying who too. Who I said, yeah, I don't know. Okay, Asimov. Oh, he that's an iRobot nigga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're looking at. Oh, his books. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Mm. But a lot of his characters are kind of just like they're there to get that point across. They're not really there for you to have like to be like, you know, I wonder what their lives are like. No, they're there so they can convey. Oh, right. like they, yeah, they represent. They represent the role that they fit in the society that they're yeah, like in. And that's how I felt. That's what I was about to say. That's why the niggas didn't ask for a cheeseburger. Right. Because, because it's like a lot of those niggas in the context of the movie, they felt like they were supposed to be there in a weird way. Right. Like they felt like, damn, like I'm like when it comes to like, I guess like the classism, like um, either being the taker or being the user, like in that context, like I guess when it came to once they understood that is like they're just like, yeah, bro, like I'm a fucking taker. Yeah. I think it, I think it also fits their characters. All of them are takers. Yeah. So, Yeah, and they also yes, he was like when the when the ship nigga came on the when he was like yeah, oh yeah. he was like he was like y'all could just left like if y'all right. tried y'all probably could have just did it if y'all if y'all just was creative enough if y'all yeah. just thought but like everybody was they were too worried about their own sense of self yes, like yes. it's like I don't know it ties into like so it all fits their yeah like if yeah. you understand why they would act that way like I understood when like all these niggas was like because like when hmm. Try, like when the boat nigga came in yeah. and they was all doing the chat and shit like that they could have all immediately been like yo this nigga got a gun like ASAP but they played the role yes. immediately yeah. it's cause of like in their way they're just so used to that type of like yeah, life yeah. where it's just like we just gotta play the role right and uh, yes okay that that makes a lot of sense I understand and I'm glad you pointed out the, the Asimov cause that kinda that kinda explains a little bit of what this movie's going for this kind of storytelling that happens but as you guys were talking you guys just reminded me of three things that I hated about this movie, so I'm just gonna point them out. <laughs> For one, the point where the the the, the right hand man of the main chef, the mm -hmm. Asian lady, yeah, the point that the movie lost me was when she tried to kill Annie Taylor Joy. Mm. Do you remember that part where Annie no, Taylor I Joy that. when she sees? Why? Why? Why did she try to kill her? She no. Here's what she said. She was just like, "You want to take my spot." I have to kill you now. That's what all of a sudden. Is this, it's a, it's well, why did the chef? No, no, but throughout the entire movie, what the movie, she's the chef, like literally right hand. Yeah. Movie. And over time throughout the movie, the chef is giving her little critiques or saying things as like slighting her, but not in like the most obvious way. They're very backhand things. You can see her in the background. Yeah, be like, you gotta work on this. You gotta work on this. Like you're not perfect enough. And then this random as Anya Taylor is just being like, she's like, oh. And now you get this job. Right. So and then so you think the logical next step is well now I have to kill you. Well you're already in a, you're already gonna die anyway. Everybody no, was already gonna no, die. No man, no. <laughs> no. But you hear from the movie, you 
niggas have plotted this this suicide thing out for a long time. That's yeah, true. Bro. She has already known for a while she's going to die. And at this point in the movie, so many deaths have happened. Yeah, it's like, bro, we're just going to die. Like, <laughs> okay. Also, also, okay, also like, this, the, the, that weather chef that died, the fucking mess nigga. Yeah. The sous chef. Like, I feel like this is that same energy of just, like, that, that strive for per per perfection. And you get that by being the sous chef, like, having that person that you look up to that you want to strive for. Like, he literally killed himself to make a perfect dish to appease that nigga. Sure. And, then, I, I and she's willing to kill this other girl just to feel like she's closer to getting that approval to this nigga okay it's just like it's all like i don't know like it all it all ties together i i get it so maybe my problem is that i'm expecting these people to act like real people this fiction May so nobody's gonna no, like no, but, 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 but it's, that's a good point though that's a good point though i see your logic i'm just saying here's one movie that i think marries like great themes and concepts along with just a base good story and there's Nope. Have you guys seen Nope? I've seen Nope, yeah. Nope is one of those movies where, like, just like the menu, like, the shit is basically symbolism, like, 90% of the time. Mm -hmm. How the fucking alien is basically supposed... It's like a camera sensor. Yeah. Like, its mouth is a fucking camera sensor, and there's, you know, the, the cameras and the apes, and, like, every and the cameras look like the, the aliens that you see earlier in the movie. Mm -hmm. it, it's, the whole movie is pretty much just symbolism, right? But it still has a basic storyline of these the, these siblings trying to take a picture of this alien. Mm -hmm. Meaning that even if you ignore the deeper themes, you could still just enjoy this movie. You could turn that brain off and just watch this movie and it will be it will make sense. I don't You know what I mean? That's a good about like maybe it's like I don't think I turn your brain off for this movie. Like like the baseline story is a psychopath invites niggas boy. It's just a basic horror movie. Oh no, we're talking about Nope right now. No, I'm, no he's he's trying to say about that. Because he related it because he was true. Yeah. So you're saying it also could be that could be the way you see the menu. That's true. Mm -hmm. That's a baseline story. That, that's been done in a lot of horror movies. Like a psychopath. Yeah. You, 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 it's literally the campers go to the camp. Right, right, right. And they get caught with a serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's kind of true. That's kind of true. Mm -hmm. They um, hit the tropes crazy. They did. They did. Uh Okay, fine. Also, I just didn't like. The, I just didn't find it funny. Mm. Like, I didn't really laugh that much. There's a lot of the jokes that feel flat for me, so I'm sure that added to it. He wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't hitting the full Guzamo. He wasn't hitting the full Guzamo. No, I know my dad. My when I was watching the menu with my dad, he was like, "Oh, I know that nigga. That's a Guzamo boy." A lot of people know. Yeah. That's true. He he's one of those actors that even if you don't know his name, you recognize his face. Actually, You've seen him in a you lot. You saying shit. that like with the menu and nope, I feel like we're getting to a point of like storytelling where it's like when we watch a film, we don't ex at least for me, like when I was watching these films, like I don't expect them to act like actual people. I feel like mm. I'm so going into it trying to really understand like what what is the filmmaker trying to say and how are he use how are he's using these people in this situation yeah. to portray that story. Like even though it doesn't make like using note for example, like the nigga who killed himself pretty much by jumping into the fucking alien's mouth. Yeah, that, 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 that was shot, a little it's yeah, a real yeah. life shit. That nigga's a dumbass. Yeah. Like yeah, why yeah. the fuck would you do that? Yeah, that's but, like true. for like in the from the concept of the movie, like knowing the character and what he represents, yeah. which is like getting that miracle, that moment, is like as an artist like I can relate to him in a weird way, whereas like right. I wouldn't jump into the alien's mouth, but when he did it, I was I like I understand that. I'm not gonna hold you. This is actually giving me bring me back to an idea I watched about this. I watch this channel a lot called Cinema Channel. Mm -hmm. I yeah, love Cinema Channel. Yeah, but I was watching a video essay on the channel itself and how it's trained people to look at movies in a very adversarial sense. Yes, mm -hmm. you need to present movies with 
right, right, realistic. Like, we don't look at that for any other, because these are all works of fiction. Right, right. We don't look at that for anything else. I mean, like, yes, at a certain point, it does allow you to connect the characters better and so on and so forth. But the idea of just a story happening for a story's sake, it's just considered like a whole different type of world. Mm. Yeah. Like, like, you want a lot of reality out of the universe of filmmakers presenting you, but they're presenting you a whole different reality. I think that's true, but I, but it's not even that I want react. What I want is consistency within whatever universe you set your characters in, mm-hmm. right? Like, if your characters are going to act a certain way, I, I want there to be an in-universe logic okay, that you stick to. You know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. because otherwise, then... That's how I felt with the menu. Where like I feel like this is and this is another thing that I forgot to say about the menu. It feels like it wants to be like a funny horror movie, but also like a deep commentary at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that's where I got conflicted because when I went into it, I was expecting a serious like you know commentary on society. I thought it was going to be like way more serious, and then I watched the movie and it was like, oh, they they, they put like the little menus on the side, like yeah, oh, and, and, and even the way it ended with the s'mores, mm-hmm. the s'mores is that's a perfect example. That I keep going to fuck fuck those s'mores, man. <laughs> I keep going back to <laughs> I keep going back to the s'mores because that's supposed to be a very serious moment, right? They're all fucking burning, and it's a s'more, and then the 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 fucking what you said, the the item pops up in the bottom and it's a joke it's like the ingredients are like five people you know chocolate like mm-hmm. it's supposed to be a joke so then i'm like okay do you want me to take that serious or do you want to be do you want to so that, that i think it like on goes like it's like it before like when they when they first present the menus it's yeah. very serious it shows all the ingredients yeah exact exactly how it is then it gets to like tyler's bullshit and then it's just like now it's just tyler's bullshit it's just yeah. some random ass shit then they do the burger and it's like just a good burger yeah there's no even greens at all that was it's funny like, it's like it's cool seeing it like it's like it goes from like being extremely traditional to it being extremely absurd, and then the ending is the mi- is the mixture of the two. Where it's like it's like yeah, are you supposed to laugh? Are you supposed to feel furious? That's the question. That's what well, it raises. Also, that like how does it make you feel? Inconsistencies too, because if when the movie has a little bit of inconsistencies, it makes it more consistent in my mind to a degree. Okay. Because life is absurd. Like, life sure. is really fucking stupid. And a lot of things, a lot of times, things aren't fucking consistent. Yeah, like, you're just supposed to watch sure, something sure. random happen and just be like, how does that make me feel? I, like, I don't know if, if I'm supposed to feel... Like, I don't know if I'm supposed to laugh. I don't know if I'm supposed to be serious. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel. Like, I don't know. We had a four-star restaurant the other night, me and my girl. Like, like literally, last afternoon, we had a four-star restaurant. This lady, this proper waitress comes up to us. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I pulled money out of a weed jar. It was just like... That's funny. Yeah, that, that is pretty... <laughs> That's true. That's true. But I feel like... With, but the, but I, I, that makes sense. And I understand the thing of, like, how are you supposed to feel? But I remember watching that part in the movie... And it's serious, and then that's supposed to be like a joke. That like the ingredients, and nobody laughed because wait, no, but but nobody laughed because are we supposed to laugh? No, are we supposed to laugh or not? But but that's not that doesn't that makes you just confused. Other, I understand what you're saying. It was like, but for me, it's not. It made me think like, how should I feel? It just made me be like, well, what kind of movie are you trying to be? Are you trying to be serious or funny? And if you're gonna try to, and there are movies that are serious and funny. Like mm-hmm. there's, uh, I'm trying to think of like movies that, like Parasite. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen Parasite? I've seen Parasite. You have, bro. What the fuck? Yeah, you gotta Yo, see it. It's why? great. Talk about Parasite like I've seen it. You know that last shot where you know how. <laughs> nigga, shut up, yeah. nigga. I know you watch those damn views. Shut the fuck up, nigga. Watch Parasite. I yeah. don't give a shit. Watch no, Parasite. <laughs> if you wanna listen, if you care about like filmmaking, that's like just a master. Like you so see that the way the movie is just done, it's just like you can tell this is just a master at work. But 
Um, Parasite, watch it? Parasite is one of those movies that's like funny for a lot of it, and then it takes a serious turn. But then, but so it changes in tone, right? That thing of like, oh, it's funny now. It's very serious. Mm-hmm. You that shit is very hard to do, where like it doesn't take you out of the movie. Like as you just gotta stay in it and just feel the way the movie wants you to feel, and then when you are not sure that you're feeling the way the movie wants you to feel, then you're taken out of it, and then you're like, "That's what brings me in it." No, that shit in takes a weird me out. Way that brings me I, in it. Now I'm thinking of the idea, the fact that if the movie would have just stuck with the series though for the s'mores, they could they could they ended already on, on the bitch eating the burger, mm-hmm. watching Island Bird. That could have been high key the dark joke to end the movie on instead of trying to throw the dark joke into the s'more bit. Yeah. You could have actually had the s'more bit like be serious like a, like a traditional item and then ended on the bitch eating the cheeseburger. She's like, damn. That, that would have been that that would have been fire like just her eating and then that's how it I think that would have been but anyways. I see it as like I see the menu as like this is how it's supposed to have happened. Like when you the menu has already been planned. Like when we read the right, things, right. it's already been set in stone before they even got onto the island. Sure, sure. So it's like when I read it like that, I'm like, oh, it's like when I read that, it's like I don't know if I'm supposed to laugh or not. All I do know is that this was was supposed to happen. This mm. was the intention, and the intention was acted upon. And with the context of the whole movie, it's like it kind of feels cold. And feels yeah. like really like damn, like they really these niggas really yeah, die for real. Like, with, like none of y'all caught off his island. It's crazy how this menu came to fruition. Yeah, like he actually yeah, yeah. did it. Like he actually it, yeah. made the and menu come to fruition. And that's kind of that's kind of creepy. And and it, they put it in the same way that it was serious, in the same way that it was joking. But it's just like it's just kind of just like, bro, I was serious, I was joking, and now I'm done. Yeah. And it's just like, damn, like you just like I don't know how to feel because the whole experience was just so it was so crazy to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. I I understand. I think I think. I understand. I think you guys have given, uh, you know, great pushback on my points. I hope you guys see what I'm trying to say. Also, I was going to say the other thing that kind no, of annoyed you, you me. You was actually spazzing, I'm not going to lie. Well, you bring up good points. Yeah, it, it, but it's just kind of, I've realized the more I talk to people about it, it's just the way that I was watching the movie is different from other people. Mm. You know, like what I was expecting out of it, it's just not what it was. So I want to rewatch it just in with, with the idea of what the movie actually is in mind and see if I like it better. But another thing that I kind of didn't like is that you didn't really get to know the characters at all besides Anya Taylor-Joy. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody was just kind of there, and you you didn't really get any information. Like, so when they start dying, right, or, like, things start happening to them, I don't really care. So it's like, okay, the things are just happening, and they just died. And, yeah, like, okay. you only really care about Anya, because everybody else is just a representation of being a taker. Right. Like, all you know is the things that they've done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, because you was be like, he's like, why am I here? He's like, you go to Brown. He's like, you what school do you go to Brown? Did you pay for student loans? No. Yeah, you dying, bro. So here's the problem. Okay, okay. Okay, this is gonna be my last thing, and we gotta end this because right. we can go on forever about this argument. That's wrong. But you guys just reminded me another that I, I that's another one of my least favorite parts of the movie. Damn. Because this is what I mean. We're like, I don't know if this movie wants to be serious or funny because the whole time. So we're led to assume that this this chef, right? He's very meticulous, mm-hmm. right? So he plans out everything. He knows exactly what he's doing, right? Mm-hmm. That moment where he's like, th- that joke that you're saying is like, he's asking, did you have... Um, like, what it, school did you go to? Yeah, what school did you go to? Do you get school... Yeah, do you got student loans? And he's like, okay, so you're... So he's kind of being like an asshole, right? And that's mm-hmm. funny. But 
So did he not know that ahead of time? No, he definitely knew that. He did know. That's why it's funny because this bitch really thought she was something special. Like you really thought that you were supposed to get away from the situation. No, you're supposed to be here too. Yeah. Don't forget. That's why it was funny. Yeah. So, so you guys think he knew? So he was asking that. No, he was being sarcastic. I feel like he definitely knew everything. Like he, it wasn't like, oh, I'm actually getting to know you. He's like, bro, I, I already know you. You've been to the restaurant before. You are, you are, you are, you come, you've came here before. Mm. I know you, kind of. So it was like. Got it. Okay, that okay. If if he did knew, because my impression of that scene was that he was just asking. And that was just like a funny joke. They're like, it doesn't matter whether you went to Brown or not. No, you the only crazy. person he didn't know was Anya. Everybody else right. he knew to the exact right. detail. Okay, fair, fair. All right, I had no. This was not. This is why I don't like planning the podcast because you <laughs> never know when you're gonna break out into a menu fucking That's uh, debate. You have no idea. What pro you're s'more. Pro s'more. No, nah, oh, anti s'more. Fuck s'mores. <laughs> fuck, I want to title this episode "Fuck, I, 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 fuck the s'mores" or That's something raw. like that. That's raw. I'd be like, um, "Fuck s'more." Well, yep. pro s'more. Oh, we gotta make the game. I wish you had a s'more. Wait, could you give him like a PNG of a s'more? <laughs> All right, wait, I, I, wait, I do. Wait. <laughs> okay, fine, sure. Um. Yeah, Ren, thank you so much for doing this episode. Of yeah, course, bro. I, I wanna, you got some stuff to promote, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I honestly forgot that the joint ended. I was just having such a good time Yeah, talking. yeah, we're, we're wrapping up. Right? Yeah, right? that's what I'm saying. That's, that's, that's crazy. Like, so all we're right, going right. for like 90 so, minutes. I think that's good. All right, cool. Well, I had an amazing time. Thank, thank you for having you. me. Um, yeah, my you. name is Ren Cinema. Yes. I have I have a show coming up this Saturday, because today's Saturday. So next Saturday, which is the 11th, is a house show with me, Abasha, uh, Chuck Acid, Damo, bunch of other niggas. It's $15 tickets. You know what I'm saying? So, throw a little Bucky Bucky, trying to get the Bucky Bucky. We got another show happening later this month, too, on the 31st. Christopher Edward, he's doing a show, uh, Basement Party. It's $7 online. Get a ticket. It's 15 10 at the door. It's 10 at the <laughs> Yeah, do $10 at the yeah. door. And also, just, just at the end, because we, we was getting so off track, so I'm just like, bro, shout out, shout out my nigga Bill. Shout out my nigga Theo. Shout out my nigga Olu. Shout out my nigga fucking Mason. Shout out my nigga uh, Stargirl Key. Shout out my nigga Darian Wooder. He's about to do some rollouts for his film coming Let's up go. soon. So shout out Nightmare Land. It's about to be Nightmare Land era, bro. Shout out fucking Johnny behind the camera. He's about to drop a book next month, nigga. I know you about to be Schliz regardless. So that's going to be the vibe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shout out my brother Darius. He's dropping some music shoot too soon. Shout out my nigga Miles Ramon. Shout out my nigga. Um, just shout out all my niggas, bro. Shout out my nigga Ronnie Riggles. Shout out my nigga Rome. Shout out my nigga um the Cooligans. All the Cooligans individually. Jordan. We got Bougie. Zach. I'm, I'm going to name all of them. Oh, fuck it. It's a lot of them. It's a lot of niggas, bro. I don't care. I'm a hit away. <laughs> Ronnie, Pat, Jordan, Moody, Irk, me, Riot, <laughs> Miles, Fade, fucking ah, ah, these niggas, ah, Pat, ah, too many niggas. I just, I just love all my niggas. Shout out my niggas. I, everybody. I wouldn't be. I don't feel like I would be as talented if it wasn't for me being surrounded by a bunch of talented people. So if you love my art, you should love the other people around me because we all make amazing art. That's the ending. Yeah. All right, Ren, thank you so much for doing this podcast. Uh, she she ain't made no painting. I'm just kidding. Shout out my mom. I love, I love you, mama. Shout out to mom and it pops. It was for the bit. Shout out mom and pops. It was for the bit. I love y'all. It was for the bit. Um, thank you so much for doing it, Ren. I definitely want to get you back on the pod when you drop the other EP and when say you drop that, the album. Say that, say that. You know what I mean? I want to use. I want to make this a platform where people can come and promote their shit, mm. especially here in Philly. So, um, uh, yeah, I can't wait to have you back when the, those things drop. But until then, thank you guys so much for watching and listening to this, and I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Peace. Goodbye.